What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Life's a Garden. Today's guest is returning for his umpteenth time. I've lost track how many times he's been on the show, but there's a reason for that. I enjoy talking to him. We, have a, we always have great conversations. He's one of my best friends, and this time around, we got some really fun stuff planned. We're going to do a list of top fives. We got a blind taste test challenge set up, so stick around for all that. It's going to be a good time. He is the Harry to my Lloyd, the Vegeta to my Goku. He is the Beavis to my Butthead. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back Eric Wolf. You know what I'm going to say? Ah, that's going to be fun for everybody to... That's how we're going to lead it right into the episode. <laughs> With, uh, people are just going to shut it off immediately. They're like, what is this? Like, just... <laughs> like, five minutes of us just being like, yeah! Yeah! <laughs> you want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? <laughs> I'm in vacation mode. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's why I was like, let's just crack open some beers, because... Yeah, no, I'm on... I'm leaving for Nashville tomorrow. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. So... When this episode actually drops, I'll be in Nashville. I'm going to go watch the Broncos. Hopefully win. I, I think mean, we're on the same... I think we have the same record now. Oh, I know. The Bucks and... Like, there's been a lot of yeah. weird... Well, half of our team is injured. And our quarterback is going through a divorce, so... Yeah, and then he won his first game right after they announced that, so... Who knows? Honestly... Well, it's the Rams, who are like blowing it pretty hard this year right another team that's surprising though mm-hmm. so it's like it, it's it's shocking to see the packers are struggling the rams it's it's just an interesting year and then you got like the jets being really good the the eagles which isn't that overly surprising but the jets the giants you know teams that you wouldn't expect to be good are doing better right but I kind of like that. It's it's a nice change of pace. It's kind of been bland watching all these same teams be good all these years. Mm-hmm. So that's been fun. So I don't watch like super closely or anything, but um, what I have seen, like, tell me if like I'm just thinking this, but I feel like it's like, like a, or I feel like it's like a Herculean trial to ask a game to like be over thirty points. To be over? Yeah. I mean, I feel like every game that I've watched has been like... Oh, really low score? You know, like 10 to 13 final. Uh, that just... I mean, you, you're probably right. It's been a lot of that stuff, and I think that's just a big tribute to uh, defense. Mm-hmm. I think defenses have really like had to step up their game. And just like the game planning... or I, I, not, I shouldn't say that, but like the, uh, the preparation for quarterbacks in today's system... Mm-hmm. One thing you'll notice is like running backs are not very utilized. So it's I don't know if that's because they've taken away the run game or because they're like just getting so much better at covering the passing game because like guys like Mahomes and and mm. Josh Allen 
I think it's just a testament to defenses being better now than they were the last few years. I don't know. But also, I don't watch every game. There's been, yeah. There have been a lot of games. Like, if you look at the Lions, they've had a lot of high-scoring games that they've lost. I've seen a few of those, yeah. Like, I'm not saying every game for sure. I think that... Uh... Like, I mean, it probably is partly just, like, the games that I watch. Because, like, me and Mom obviously watch the Broncos games, and those all seem pretty low-scoring. Well, and the thing of that is, it's like, our our defense is crushing it. Because we mm-hmm. we barely allow all you got. more than 20 points. Mm-hmm. At the same time, our offense can't score more than 20 points. Right. So that's always going to lead to really low-scoring games. Mm-hmm. And then, then I watch the Bucks, and their, like, their defense is definitely the best part of their team right now, too. And I think that's a lot of teams. I think that's just kind of what you're seeing is a lot of matchups where defense is better than the offense. And when you have two good defenses and two not very good offenses, you're bound to get low-scoring games. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to say this, too. Just the last time you were on, yeah, we weren't champs. Yeah. So no, for real. We've had that since. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, man. I know that you were like big on it like talking about it on here and stuff too but yeah i had to do a whole i did a whole episode i think oh yeah no i'm sure sure i talked about it many times no it's kind of funny because like you like you know that like i'm all about the avs like Mm -hmm. i like football and everything and i like watching it but like when it like when it really counts for me is like hockey and the avs so it was cool when the bucks won the super bowl you know, a couple of years ago, but this was like a whole different thing for me. And it's funny because like the whole time that I've been watching the Avs since like, uh, like I think I really got back into it pretty good in like 2014. Yeah. I mean, you, you've been strong into it a lot longer than I have. Like you definitely pulled me into it. Obviously I have followed the Avs and was an Avs fan, mm-hmm. but definitely not the most devoted fan. Right. But yeah, when you started watching it definitely brought me back into it a little more. But not even as not even right when you were getting into it because it took me a little bit longer to Right. Well, it does take a minute. Like we watched cuz they went to the playoffs the year that we watched and like got uh like surprised by the Wild and out in the first round. And that was a bummer. And like we watched it and it was cool and we had a good time, but then like I really didn't like I wasn't like into it. I was into watching that and that was it. And then, like, you know, because we have the, like, the Denver local channel altitude here. And, uh, like, we didn't really know when the hockey season was going to start or anything like that. So we were kind of, like, just whatever. And then Mom one day was like, oh, hey, the abs are on. Let's watch it. And it was, like, halfway through the season. We were doing fine. I think we missed the playoffs that year by, like, five points or something. We were the first ones out. Um, But then, like, after that, we were like, dude, we got to, like, make a point of this. And then that was the season where we were, like, really, really bad. Worst team since the salary cap. But, no, what I was going to say was that uh, it's, uh, like, since I was, like, since I've been watching and being, like, real serious about it, like, I always had this idea in my head of, like, waiting, like, years and years to, like, win that cup. And it was going to, it was going to be just so cool when it finally happened because I've been waiting forever, you know, and, like, and all of that. And that really didn't happen. Like, I did have to wait for a while. See, but I would say it would actually be worse if you were just like, yeah, let's start getting into it. And then, like, let's say you watch a full year. Cool. You watch the next year. And then we win the cup. 
you know, that would kind of suck too because it's like yeah. you didn't really have the time to invest and really become a, a full-fledged, like, diehard fan. Mm-hmm. So it still meant a lot to you having been, you know, you went to games, you mm-hmm. watched multiple seasons, you got to know all the players, know the ins and outs of the game and how the game operates, things like that. So yeah. you you got to... Mm-hmm. No, and I still feel good about it. Like, I definitely don't feel like I'm, like, you know, like, I didn't deserve it as a fan or anything like that. Like, I've, like, you know, I've been pretty Mm -hmm. devoted for years. But, like, it's, you know, it was just funny because I was like, okay, like, it's happened. You know, like, this is, this is as high as it gets. And, like, I'm not disappointed by any means. Oh, but it's not, though. A dynasty. Well, don't get me wrong. Like, it's like you can do it again. And and again and again and again. And that would be awesome. But, like, I guess, I don't know, I look at that and I think to myself, like, that would be cool. It would be just as cool, but I don't know if it'd be cooler. Like, we've well, we've done the thing. Here's what I'll say to that, okay? As mm-hmm. somebody who's experienced this with the Broncos, I got to watch us go to a Super Bowl and lose, which is, like, the lowest of lows. Mm-hmm. And then I got to watch us, and, and this is me being a fan for over a decade. Yeah. You know, like, up in, to the point we won the Super Bowl... From when I really started getting into football, it had been every bit of like anywhere between 10 and 15 years. You know what I mean? Right. So a huge portion of my life devoted to going to games, watching every single game, every season, being a huge supporter. And then you reach that top. It's the greatest feeling, you know? And like, and I understand what you mean by... Because this is fresh. We just won the cup. Mm-hmm. So I understood being like... I said it myself. I was like, I'm going to ride this high. I'm going to ride the success of us winning the Super Bowl for the next, you know, three, four years. Mm-hmm. And that was true. Yeah, no, I feel that way still. Like, oh, for sure. But now, oh, I'm, I would, I'm back to that hunger of wanting a championship. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't take, and it, it wasn't nearly that long before I was feeling that. It was maybe two two years after when like the the real high of the victory. Once you watch somebody else win a, a cut or a, a championship, you're kind of like okay. Watch your team get like deleted. Yeah, you, exactly. You're like okay. We we need to we yeah, need to I want it back. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, and obviously I had I'm not there yet, so I don't know. Um, but no, it's funny because like this year I'm watching and it's like, sorry, no, you're good. Um, like I'm watching. And, uh, you know, like, if we lose a game, I'm like, I don't care. We're the Stanley Cup champions, you know? Yeah, like, but... Like, even, like, as I look at it, like, we're definitely not, like, one of the top teams. Like, it's the Golden Knights and the Bruins that are, like, the teams right now. And that and, could sway... Oh, for sure. It's only ten games in. That's one-eighth. And we're missing Landeskog and... Nachushkin. Well, right now we're missing Landeskog, Nachushkin... Sam Gerard, Bowen Byram. Jesus, why are we so? What happened? Just, just, just freak injuries. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's just injuries. Um, Nichushkin got uh, uh, surgery, and Landeskog all through the playoffs was like playing on like okay. th- like an injured knee, and it's just kind of caught up with him, you know. And then uh, Byram's. Like, week-to-week, and Sam Gerrard's day-to-day with just little things. You know, but, like, last game yesterday, 
we uh, we were definitely feeling like we were playing like a Colorado Eagles roster, at least in part. And we won, know? though, right? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we were on like a three-game win Dude, streak. Dude, we got four goals in one period. Hell yeah. It was so good. Yeah, no, I mean, it, that's what makes championship teams, honestly, is when you can persevere through things mm-hmm. like injuries. Like, well, it was a big deal game. I don't know if you saw or not, but like um, Altitude obviously has their own like broadcast you know, team. team. Yeah, and ever since the the Av, the Avs moved from Quebec over here, which I think was in like 93? Um, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Like, there was one guy who has been on our broadcast team forever. Like, he joined us as we moved from Quebec over here, and that's Peter McNabb. And he's, I mean, he's great. He's really, really good at what he does. And, you know, he was good about, like, talking about, like, nuanced part of the games. Um, He was good about talking about players that you might not know. You know, like, if we were playing the Capitals, he wasn't sitting there and being like, you know, there's this great player on this team that you may or may not have ever heard of. Uh, but, you know, he's pretty cool in hockey circles. His name is Alex Ovechkin. You know, he wasn't doing that shit. Um, just, you know, somebody that, like, really loved the game and was really into it. He died last Saturday after, like, a battle with cancer. And that game last night was his Dedication, memorial. Yeah. No, it was his memorial. Oh. They're not, like, they might do a small funeral for the family, but that was, like, the one. Oh, wow. And afterwards, uh, like to the tv i don't know if it was in the arena or not but at least to the tv uh the other like the main guy that talks mark Mosier, he like delivered a eulogy oh wow and i didn't realize it last night when i was watching but i was kind of watch. you know i was looking at it and i was like man this really kind of sounds like a eulogy and it was yeah and they huh. talked about it this morning because they have a radio show and he was saying that like that was it that was his memorial Wow. And I, I saw all the players came out and put their sticks up in there. And... They were looking right at the press box, right at the seat. When they did it, when they did, or they decided for last game, like Moj did the whole broadcast by himself, except for the intermissions, of course. But during like play, usually it was him and Peter talking. And they have like substitutes, like sometimes Mark Rycroft will be there and stuff, but they didn't do that. They had Mark and they had Peter's empty chair. And they wanted to do that like, you know, as a means of respect and everything, but I gotta tell you, I got respect for Moj to be able to sit there and do that alone. Yeah. You so, know. So it was the cancer that got him or that's what my understanding is. It's Cause not, I thought he had beaten it. Well, that's what they said. And they're kind of being like, I guess I'm not exactly sure what they're saying, but they basically made it sound like it either wasn't true that he actually got to remission or he was in remission for a short time. Mm. And then it came back but he didn't want people to know. He didn't want people to be sad and worried about him and stuff. Well, I'll say this. Pretty awesome that the Avs won right before he passed, you know? Yeah. Like, he was able to be a part of that. And, like... Oh, and that's, like, something that I've been saying, too. Is like, he's been a part of us forever, and he obviously saw us win the other two cups. But then he saw, like... He saw a long time of us not getting there, including the lowest of the low for this team. But he got to be there to see it one more time. And considering the fact, I mean, it can sound like callous to say like, oh, hey, well, at least we won a cup before he died. Like, as if that's really like well, a you big gotta, thing. I but, mean, I would say, I mean, that's a huge part of his life. Like, that was his livelihood. That's exactly what I was going to say. So he dedicated say. his life this to. dude's life. So he it's cared. like, yeah, it's like, I'm not saying, yeah, it's not to say, I would say that about me. Like, I would hope people would say that about me. It's like, 
yeah, he got to see the Broncos win a Super Bowl before he died. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, because I was a huge part of my life. Well, it's like, I think about that for myself. Like, that's something that I wanted to happen for me when I died, and I'm not nearly as close to it as he was. Well, and it's just like knowing that he had fought with cancer. Obviously, we were unaware that it may or may not have come back or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, who knows? Maybe he was just dealing with aftermath of mm-hmm. chemotherapy and whatever. But regardless of all that, it's like, think about the time, you know, he if if we were destined to win this, the cup this year, he mm-hmm. wouldn't have seen it. It would never have happened. Right. Like, the timing of it all, I mean, that's just fate in itself. It couldn't have been better. Yeah, I so, guess, you know. And he, you know. Yeah, so cheers to Peter McNabb, you know, like we gotta we gotta freaking give it up for one of the one of the best voices in the game, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So mm. it was cool. They didn't want to have a moment of silence for him. They wanted to have a moment of celebration. Nice. That's super know? cool. That's super cool. That's what he wanted. Yeah, I had seen that. I I, I was gonna text you about it, but it's like, what am I gonna say? Like you already know it's ha- like it yeah. happened and all that. So it's yeah, it's a bummer. It's always sad, dude. There's been a lot of like celebrity deaths lately because mm-hmm. like freaking uh, Kevin Conroy died today. He's he was the voice of Batman on the animated yep. series. Uh, uh, Gallagher died today. Yeah. Uh, who who? Oh, freaking. What's his name? Carter. Uh, Aaron Carter. Aaron yeah. Carter. Mm-hmm. Aaron Carter died freakishly. He was like twenty eight. Mm-hmm. Wasn't he? Our, he was our age. Yeah. Or was he? I think he was a little older. Okay, I'm thinking. I'm he think- was in NSYNC when we were kids. Yeah. Well, he wasn't in NSYNC. Or was he in Backstreet Boys? No, no, no. Um. His brother's in NSYNC. Well, no, no, like, Nick Carter is in one, and Aaron Carter's in the other. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm pretty sure. I mean, that's what I remember. Oh, maybe, you, maybe you're right. Like, I, I, I knew... Hmm. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I'll take your word for it. Yeah, that's uh, what I remember, is there was one. Okay. One and one, one the other. Sure. Okay. I believe it. Yeah, no, but I knew he was, like, a boy band type guy, anyway. Or, right. he, or he was a musician... Maybe I I thought it was maybe because he was the brother of Nick Carter, mm-hmm. but yeah. Then then uh, the the rapper uh, I can't think of his name um, from I can't even think of the group he's in. I'm really bad with that. Stuff. I know it, I should know it because I've heard it enough times. I'm just gonna look it up out of respect. Um, but yeah, he he got killed. Take yeah. take off take off. Is his name? So it's just like it's crazy. Oh yeah, and mm-hmm. a lot of well, the fact that you know, I guess two of them, a th- few of them are older, died probably more likely of natural causes mm-hmm. or of medical causes, and then two of them died freakishly. One by, I think it was an overdose, and the other by getting murdered. And and it made me think about the fact that like because we have so many celebrities, like the the longer we go in life. There's going to be more and more celebrities in in like the overall books, I guess, you right. know. It's like so and so died that used to be an actor in the 1970s. Mm-hmm. We have those and then we have like the A-list celebrities of today. Mm-hmm. And we have the A-list celebrities of of yesterday. Yeah. And uh. then you and then you add sports, you add movies, music, you know. 
it's just interesting to think and and then you have some celebrities that are only pop you know people who are popular for five to ten years mm-hmm. you have some that are pop you know famous for 40 years but even still it's people remember people and then now you're gonna have like meme celebrities you're gonna have internet celebrities youtube celebrities mm-hmm. so it's like we're going to get to the point where every single day is going to be like, oh, did you hear so-and-so, di-? like, three or four celebrities died? Yeah. Well, I think part of it, too, that, like, makes it feel like there's so much more is, like, as we get older, the list of celebrities that we've watched die gets longer. And I think that, like, it makes it feel like there's more significance every time because now it's like, oh, God, now it's not only just Gilbert Gottfried and the Queen of England... Yeah, yeah. But now it's Aaron Carter, too? Well, I I guess you're right about that, too. But like I said, too, the longer we keep going, the pool of celebrities gets wider. Mm -hmm. And so, like, you're going to have the Mm -hmm. possibility of more people dying. Mm -hmm. It's just... But when they all happen, like, boom, 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 it is kind of crazy. Yeah. And then, like I said, Peter McNabb, a guy who might not be as famous, but he's... In our circles, he is. Mm -hmm. It's just another guy that's like, damn, dude, like... Why why is everybody dying? Yeah. Well. I guess it just kind of happened. Yeah, yeah, no, that's for sure. It's how it goes, but it still sucks either way. Now, I was going to say this. We, uh, you've been on the show a few times, yeah? Yep. Yeah. Yep. I remember. And every time it tends to lean into a political conversation. That's and we, just the person that I am. Oh, generally. I know. And we've just, and we already discussed beforehand that we kind of wanted to lean away from all that. Mm-hmm. That being said, we did just have an election. I know. I was going to say, <laughs> I was thinking about that too. I wasn't, I was going to do my best not to bring it up, but I was like pretty fucking brutal of you to like have my non-political episode happen right after like a pretty consequential midterms, man. Yeah. Like, and usually the midterms <laughs> don't really matter, but they did this year. But Yeah. Okay, here's the only here's the big thing that I want to say about it. And I've I've been looking at different like parts of media. In fact, the main thing that I've been looking at is Reddit, which usually is like a pretty liberal leaning site, but they do have their conservative spheres and I've been looking at that as well just to kind of see what the commenters are saying about the midterms and everything. And it sounds to me like the biggest takeaway from this whole thing and of course this can change. But it sounds to me like for the Republican Party, the era of Donald Trump is over. I'm not. I I, I could have told you that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I kind of knew that was. I mean, okay. Here's you what, could feel it coming, but now the conservatives themselves are saying sure. It, you know? And so here here's. I kind of thought that for a long time. And I think he's a one-time winner and a three-time loser. He won his first presidential election. Lost those midterms, lost his presidential election, re-election, and now lost these midterms. And I say that he Wait, lost how, yeah, I was just these midterms because there were several candidates that he personally propped up. The biggest one being Dr. Oz from the show. That was so ridiculous. A snake oil salesman. But, like, these are people that he propped up himself, and a lot of his specific candidates did really, really bad. On the flip side, it's already been identified who his big... like competitor is going to be in the Republican party for president next cycle, which is going to be Ron DeSantis. And he blew it out of the park. He gave a, he gave a, a great speech. I say objectively because I actually think it really sucked, but like 
he himself, you know, he gave a speech that his base and the Republican base as a whole really, really enjoyed. So, like, right now, he's really, like, well, enjoying that popularity. I, okay, so there was two parts to the whole Trump thing, as far as I was concerned. As far as, like, why I thought his era was over. Mm. And why there, there was never going to be a re-election. Like, he was never going to... Well, he'll try. I, no, I'm sure he will. I'm sure he will. And, um, or maybe not, you know, I don't know. He's it's, already attacking DeSantis. Which is stupid. They're gonna... Like, that. that's so stupid, because, first of all... I think it's great. Well, sure, but it's... <laughs> okay, well, I'll ask you something else here in a second. First of all, it's stupid because it's gonna obviously split the party. Yeah. Or, or draw... Well, but in the end, in the end, they're still gonna have to have a primary. Right. What's, what would hurt is if he ran as an independent. If, well, that would be like that'll be like suicide for the right side. Exactly. Of the, exactly. Of the thing. But I'm not saying that like you can't really say that he's not going to do it. Like he's already like like just like throwing like uh just attacks all over. Which he's is, like attacked McConnell, he's attacked DeSantis because he doesn't care, man. I know. Like, I know. He's he, a, he's he's a total narcissist fucking well, he's a, riverboat sail, riverboat well, he's captain. He's just a rogue. You know, he's a rogue know, guy. He's not like a politician. He might run as an like if you were He might to just tell make up his own party. That he well he he's talked about it before. I know. The MAGA party. And like at this point, like if you told me that he was going to do that simply to spite the Republican like establishment, I would not be surprised in the slightest. No, I wouldn't like, either. Just I, to be like vindictive and yeah. hand the win over to the left. Yeah, no, I I wouldn't be shocked either. Um, but anyways, my, my whole, I guess like partially, partially I could just kind of feel that like pe that people were kind of like moving away from, from the Trump mm -hmm. stuff and like, you definitely still have his fanatical oh, for supporters, sure. but, but every, every group does. Right. And here's another thing. But they have been moving away since yeah. like the election and you could stuff. feel you could tr you could feel for a long time DeSantis getting some some heat like he was going to mm -hmm. be the guy that and he's going to be the guy they're going to prop up because mm -hmm. he's just kind of been that guy even when Trump was in presidency he was kind of a guy that mm -hmm. was being talked about right and and the same thing happened with with Brock when Brock came up uh because uh -huh. remember he would I can't he, he gave a really good speech at the DNC during the midterms before for, he with ran. Mitt Romney you or not of... Mitt Romney uh, with uh for for John Kerry right and yeah and uh, he was a senator at that point and like previous to that speech he wasn't really known but he gave such a good speech that pe you know, people started to like take note of him yeah so he had a lot of heat going into it and they propped him up and yeah so that's kind of how that seems to work it is how it works like it's very much like a known thing that happens, you know? Yeah. The and DNC and the RNC pick people and then they, you know, they might very well like allocate more funds to their campaigns and stuff. You know, that kind of happened in, uh, 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 2016 with the DNC between Hillary and Bernie. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they definitely wanted Hillary and that's what happened. All right. She got the votes. So I'm not trying to. Yeah. But still like that was some fuckery. Funding wise, yes. Sure. Well, and obviously because well, the DNC is operated by millionaires and billionaires, and that's they're that's... both yeah they're both corrupt as shit, and and that's why they didn't want Bernie is because Bernie was not going to play the corrupt bullshit game, right? Which is why America wanted him. Well, I mean, you or know, for like... yeah, I mean, you know what 
because I know you're the the socialist thing, and like obviously there was a large group of Americans that did not want Bernie. Well, don't get me wrong; I'm not going to argue about it. Like I'm a Bernie guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but that was like the divisiveness was that. No, definitely. But anyway, so just circling back to the the Trump thing for sure. I I also think the media really plays up the Trump stuff as in like. Oh, he did wonderful for their ratings. Well, yeah, no, for sure. And it's like, we're, we're two years into a Biden administration, and they talk more about Trump than Biden. Right. And it's like... They've it's, done a little better about that now that like well, Biden's done some pretty landmark and shit. And now it's starting, kinda, it's starting to kind of dwindle. We'll be talking a lot about DeSantis pretty soon, I'm sure. Oh, it's going to happen very soon. But here's what I really want to ask you, okay? Yeah. So... Obviously, we, we, we foresee this struggle or this, this internal battle war. between DeSantis and Trump and his and their followers mm -hmm. and, and the, the middle Republicans to the, to the far right Republicans. You know, like it's all going to be well, this going to be the middle Republicans and like the very moderate Republicans that are definitely going to be caught in the middle. Swayed. Of yeah, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and and we, we can see that playing out. Mm hmm. Now, regardless of how that bloodbath ensues, I, I would I would just I'm gonna go ahead and assume DeSantis still comes out on top. Absolutely. Because you're gonna have a lot of those independents that are in there too. The ones that like float between the right and the left. Well a this bit. is gonna be a place where the insurrection is going to really, really matter because there's a lot of Republican people that that still like to be conservative people but didn't like to watch people attack our to to attack our government yeah, you know yeah. these guys are like the patriots and now they've kind of there's been a little bit of cognitive dissonance i would assume within that party of being like i'm patriotic but also i like the fact that we attacked the government and now they get to walk away from that mm -hmm. as long as desantis i mean i don't think that he really said anything about it i think that he removed himself smartly from that he is a smart politician i don't hate him like he's he's somebody on the right that I don't and and maybe that's you know obviously I you know me I'm independent I'm very mm -hmm. much in the middle I, think I try the biggest and, thing that concerns me is the whole what he did with the uh refugees yeah he sent him on a luxurious vacation to Napa Valley that's not what he was doing and you know I know exactly. <laughs> come on <laughs> he didn't send him to Detroit right. he sent him to Napa Valley like there's some worse places to go. <laughs> Uh, yeah. but well, no, what he did was called human trafficking. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> I think it's a breath of fresh air from Donald Trump. I mean, I'll probably level with you on that. Like, I don't necessarily think that he is as much of a danger to this, like to our actual system of government. I don't think that he's healthy for it personally. But I mean, I think, I think what he's done in Florida isn't, the worst that any governor has done. I mean, he certainly let a lot of people die in order to... Did he, though? I mean, the... look at Cuomo. Over the COVID thing? Look at Cuomo. Yeah, I'm. trust me, I'm not... Like, that's a whataboutism. That's not who we're talking about. I mean, I'll level but with a you... a lot of people died everywhere. I'll level with you about that, too. But in places where we took this very seriously... Like, one of the things that was really hard for Cuomo is that he was kind of the first person. He was the guinea pig. And he could have made better choices. Could have. I understand that. But it got to New York before it got to Florida. By that time, 
like DeSantis was very much just like he used it as like a political bargaining chip to talk about freedom and basically let like the older people fend for themselves in the situation. Okay, well, I, I mean, I, I can't sit here and quote stats or anything like that, mm-hmm. but I am, am I, I'm, I'm going to assume stats that I believe I heard, mm-hmm. that the percentage-wise between Florida, California, New York, Texas, kind of wasn't that different. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just, this is what I understand yeah. it to be. Like, they were fairly either similar or not that different, you yeah. know. It's been a minute. It's kind of... I mean, I think based that on pop, difficult. based on uh, obviously not right because we're dealing with different size populations. But those are the four uh, biggest states. Well, yeah, you're talking like per capita, or right? 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 I think that, like, I mean, I would have to look at the stats again. It's been a minute since I looked, and I don't want to like misquote anything. Um, but I think that it's kind of tough to really say a whole lot in like the examples that you gave because, like I said, New York is kind of its own case. Okay. I would say that the population density of California is probably even higher than it is in Florida. True, which but made it really, really hard. They are more spread out, unlike New York. Right. Well, like I said, New York is its own thing. New York's I, I tough just mean because compared it's... to Florida. Okay. So you know, but I'm just saying, California, another place that took it very seriously and was like, you know, a little bit, cra- You know, they they took it to the max, right? Mm-hmm. And then you take Florida, who was the, – the, there are two test groups that were completely opposite from each other. Like, they, they took two different stances on the way they handled I things. I think California was probably a little bit late to the party. And I think that you also have the variable of not really knowing exactly how much those laws and everything were enforced and how much people actually followed it. Well, you could say the opposite for Florida, though. Of course. You could say there was plenty of people in Florida that were abiding by their own policy. No, I know that. And I know that that's kind of the, like, big, like, political thing to say about this whole thing. Is, like, everybody was saying, well, don't tell me what to do. I'll take care of myself. But there was so many people that were just like, I'm not afraid. I'm just going to do whatever I want. And then ended up getting COVID and dying. I've seen tons and tons and tons yeah, but of there stories was... about that on the internet. It makes me feel like if we had a zombie apocalypse, that there would be half of this population that would say, I refuse to be afraid and then just go running straight at the zombies. Okay, but at the same... Like, there was no law that anybody could have passed here that would have prevented anybody from doing that aside from being china with robots outside telling you get the fuck inside or we're gonna kill you or imprison you that was never the was never the idea anyway i know but but i'm just saying penalties for not doing it that's what i'm saying so no matter what no matter what state you were in no matter where you were at you could have said this this and this like this is what we recommend you to do and people were gonna uh, disobey it no matter what well there was other ways to handle it and some states did so better than others in regards to, like, you can't tell a person to stay home, but you can make it so that they have less options. You can control whether, like, when businesses close. Yeah, but I don't like that either. You can control when the schools open and close. You can control that because it's, it's a public, publicly funded. Right. Well, and you don't control it, like, it's not it's not done, like, in a dictatorship kind of way. Like, you don't get to tell the businesses, hey, guess what? You don't get to do anything. 
but you can certainly like offer incentives and stuff like that too. And all of this is in. I also don't like the word control. All of this, well, like that's yeah, a dangerous. I didn't necessarily word. pick the best word there. True, but I that's... just mean what I meant to say is you can control the situation, not control the people. But that's what we do. But as you also don't a like government that... is we control situations. But I don't want to do that by control by by having some kind of control over businesses, things like that. You know, I mean... Well, what do you think the function of the government is? If it's not to, like... Well, it's not to... Like, it definitely isn't to interfere with people's business. Or people's life... Have you ever heard of business laws? Yeah, but... Well, every... Okay, here's the thing. Every law that's ever been put in place tends to have a purpose in garnering, like, some kind of monetary control over said thing like that's why the interstate was made the interstate was not made to to help travelers travel it was meant to have political control over every state so each state could not be independent i mean i'm aware of all of this but that's a part of living in a society like a free society yes i don't know about that like if we're going if you want to be free if you want to talk about freedom and like pure freedom i like how we t- then, said we weren't going to have a political conversation yet. we're just like going full-fledged into it well you know i know you know who i am <laughs> well it's an, it's a good combo i don't get you, to have these very you often. dangled the carrot in front of my face what were we gonna do we had just had an election all right yeah right so no i mean when you're talking about freedom like, if you want to have pure freedom, then the best thing that you can do is you can build a homestead in the mountains and you can make that happen for you. But you, and you can, I mean, you can do that, but most people don't. And you know why? Because it's a lot easier to just get your food from a place and be able to buy things and have heat and have internet and have all of that stuff. In other words, you live in a society. And part of being in a society with other people is that you have to contribute and then you get things. That is standard for any any kind of government from, like, fascism to monarchy to communism or, and, you know, and socialism and all of that kind of stuff, is that you give and you get in a society, and all of that stuff has to be regulated. Okay, and I, and, okay, and I can level with you there. Like, I see what you're saying. You explained that well. But don't you think there becomes a, a, a level of that... Where it becomes dangerous. Well, all of us do. I think that this. I think that this election that we just had was a real referendum on that stuff, because we had coming off of the 2020 election regarding all of the election denial, and there were several candidates in the midterms who were people who tried to circumvent the results of that election, whether by um, fighting it in court or by giving their own slate of electors that weren't the ones that we as the people elected or anything like, you know, and stuff like that. That was kind of the reason why this midterm was so important and why the discussion about Trump is still very, like, forefront is because his candidates did bad, and this is why. So you talked about, like, you know, freedom being taken away and stuff like that, and I agree with you. I felt like we were on the cusp of having freedoms or like having the freedom of having a real electoral process in this country being taken away from us. We, the reason why the Democrats lost the house is because of gerrymandering. What's that? 
gerrymandering is where you uh, redraw your districts in ways that um, benefit you or your party. For an example, um, you look at like Utah, which overwhelmingly is a red state, but Salt Lake City itself in typical fashion is much more liberal than the rest of the state. So oh, like before before this cycle, they redrew the districts that include um that include the city so that they had a little bit of the district and then some rural area with it. So that that way there was a lot of repu- or a lot of like red vote to kind of offset the blue vote. And this stuff is done purposefully it's it's being done all across the country it's a lot of florida here's what here's what i'll say about all this because obviously like election um integrity has been a very big topic of the last few years well in law as well but from what from from just my own personal observations i would say Election tampering happens every single time from both sides. Generally speaking, it's very, very low. Yeah. Like, if you actually look at the real reports, there are independent, like, committees that do this. But I think there's always been... It's just like like cheating in sports. You know what I mean? Like, both parties are going to do whatever it takes to try and win. And And I'm talking... We could go back... Hundreds of we could go back to the first election. Well, for sure. I mean, that stuff doesn't matter now. I'm though. just I'm just saying it's nothing new. Like mm-hmm. this isn't a new thing. That's just like all of a sudden now this is happening. Right. We had the whole issue when when uh, obviously uh, the Bush Gore thing. We had the Bush Gore thing. We had when uh, Obama and McCain. Remember there was like the whole uh, digital thing where you'd hit one name and it would pop up as the other name. There was right. like digital issues. We had the Trump. Uh, Russiagate thing. We had this last election mm-hmm. where there was there was questions about the mail-ins. We've always had questions whether you know deceased people still vote. We've had questions whether it's it's right or wrong for illegals to vote and whether that's happened. What are illegals? People that aren't registered to this country. Undocumented immigrants. Yes. Okay. The- yeah. Okay. So. But they should not be able to vote in our elections, much like we shouldn't be able to vote in their elections. I think that I can probably level with that as a logical argument. You know, I mean, I think that I think that um, there's a real conversation going on about people who are like criminals or felons, and whether or not they should be able to vote. And I know that that was manipulated in this election. I'm just saying this happens all the time. Right. That's my whole point. Like, like we, there's always going to be some kind of thing that one, like one side or the other, is going to try and push to to try and yeah. like levy the but I situation think that there's to their something side. That should be there's something that should be very like important in having that conversation. Sure. No, I'm not and that's saying that there should actually be some semblance of like real evidence. There was evidence of the stuff that you were talking about about the about the. Uh, tabulation Mm -hmm. of digital votes between obama and mccain there was evidence of uh issues in the bush b in the bush v gore thing with the butterfly ballots or whatever they were called i can't remember now it's something that happened in florida which really swung the election um there was like the stuff with russia and trump like really wasn't about them literally tampering in our election we did look into it of course but more than anything it was about like internet trolls and stuff like that influencing the will of the people right um 
but as far as like the deceased people in 2016 and stuff, there is no evidence. Sure, I'm, I'm, but I'm saying, but there's no evidence that it's not. There, well, I'm just saying. No, I mean, sure, but like the thing is, is that for me, if you're going to make that argument, uh, the way that high-profile Republicans and all of these people did. Do you have to present something? You can't just say this is a thing that happened. Trust me. Well, and I'm, but I'm saying, is it isn't it possible that it could happen? I think that it's possible, but until there's actually anything presented to make us feel that way, then there's no real reason to entertain. Well, it. I just can't. I can't pull up any. Obviously, I don't have anything that I can just like cite. But I'm just. Yeah. These are things that have been talked about. I mean, what I'm like the reason why I'm saying what I'm saying is like on my phone I have. Tons and tons of documents that I downloaded from both sides with election reports. I have the reports that, um, like, Republican attorney generals made about Georgia, Arizona, all of the states that they really, really cared about. Pennsylvania as well. Like, their their own words. Mm -hmm. And I've read through that stuff a little bit. And they don't present evidence. Okay, that's fine. No, that's, I'm, I'm just saying... Like, that's I'm, what I'm, I'm just, talking I'm about. I'm just presenting different scenarios yeah no for sure a possible i'm just saying when we're talking like when people bring up this stuff I feel yeah like it's important to actually have evidence well i'm just saying i i think election fraud happens every single election cycle no matter mm -hmm. like i mean think about it you, you could easily have uh, uh, people standing outside i mean this is illegal but you could potentially do this have people standing outside talking to people who are going into elect and be like did you hear so-and-so did this and this that did happen this time i know and there it, were people standing outside of uh election places in arizona with their rifles intimidating people. see and that's illegal there it is there was also people who were counting the ballots wearing like maga hats and stuff like that it's also illegal hmm, to show your your candidate or like your, your yeah as like a preference poll yeah 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 well i'm just saying like there's you you can't say that has like think about you know before the internet and things like that in the 60s and the 50s oh, yeah, shit like this was going on all the time i mean you had mobsters straight up threatening people like you better vote for this person or we'll kill you like th there's yeah. there's rumors that that's how kennedy got into office you know what i mean like for sure there's all, all obviously all kinds of different you know theories about Rumors. certain things yeah 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 but i'm just saying mm -hmm. i think elections have been rigged since the dawn of time so i don't think that they've been rigged at all like there's been some fraud for on behalf of the people i mean who's to say they that they aren't like, i mean that's still rigging an election the problem that i have with it is that everything that has been presented as real evidence has shown that that has or a very very small effect. Okay, sure. Not even close to. Well, let me just say, let's yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and that's fair. There's always been attempts to rig elections or to sway elections. You know, like I'm sure that's true. That's attempts. what I should. That's how I should have stated it. Yeah. Now let me circle back because I'm getting. I've gotten way off from <laughs> one of the points that I really tried to make. Yeah, for sure. So it, I was talking about how Trump. And uh, um, DeSantis, DeSantis are going to have their little war, yeah. and this and that, and that may or may not affect um, the overall pool of Republican voters. The real question I have: Who's going to run for the Democrats? Yeah, well, and that I think is probably the million-dollar question because a, I've kind I think of that's going to be a look huge around. Dis well, first of all, Biden, yes or no? No. Okay, then we then we agree. Mm -hmm. I, I think there's no chance he runs. 
Yeah. But no. but here's my question too, because maybe this is me being a clueless. I think if he does run, he'll be primaried. What, what do you? Oh, really? They can they do that? Yeah. Oh, really? Of course. Like I thought, the incumbent always just got to. Generally speaking, that's what the DNC and the RNC want. But no, they can. You can. Like you can still throw your hat in the ring. Really? Absolutely. Well, if that's the case, then that's hundred percent what's going to happen. Like, the DNC does not want him to run. Well, like there's, yeah, I, no, I, we I will, have to put up somebody better. I will go on record right now saying if Biden runs against anybody on the Republican side, it's not going to go. Well. I wouldn't necessarily say anybody. Biden's done some great stuff. Has he, yes. or has the party? No, he absolutely has. He himself is the one who did the student loan relief. Which is a major good thing. Absolutely. We can talk about it more in a second. But he's got that. I don't know that he has done anything. That was an executive order. Okay. That was him. It is. He did that. I don't like I said I don't know that it was he's probably doing with much. it was probably with advisement. Yeah. That okay, now now we're talking. Like he's doing fine. Like he's like He's not, Is he? he's not a vegetable because he fell off a bike once. I didn't... That That's a whole different story. Have you heard him talk? He has a stutter. That's a medical thing. The guy forgot that somebody was alive or dead. He definitely has his moments. He's old. I'm not going to deny that. Okay, he has his moments. But it's not going to get better. Right. Well, no, and I, like, I already he's told you clearly, no to him. I already said no to him running again. I know, I know. I'm just saying. He's, I'm just saying, I think like, he's very clearly slipping into... Oh, I think that that's definitely oh. like very, like overstated. But he he, he I, I remember listening to him when he was a when he was vice, and he sounded fine. I know, he's older. Yes, but like I said, there are some things. He has a stutter. He always has, and it's gotten worse for sure. I, I think it's more than a stutter. He definitely man. does show, and you're talking to a psych major here. I know that he does have some indications. Of dementia. He straight up forgets what he's saying in the middle of what he's saying. Mm-hmm. I've t- like I just said, he does have signs of it. Yes. For sure. And that's not good. But he's not, I mean, he's, like, his brain is not melted. He's doing okay. People with dementia are not just, like, completely insane. Well, I like, mean, Ronald Reagan, ran, like, his whole last... He was kind of end stage His last three bit. years, like, he... That, I'm just saying, people people thought he now, was running shit, think, but he wasn't running anything. I absolutely do think that if Biden was to, like, go for re-election and by some miracle win again, that we would be dealing with the same situation there. Well, let me at least say this, okay? Because he's getting there, but he's not there yet. Optics-wise, optics-wise, mm-hmm. it's it just doesn't look good to the general public. Would you agree with that? Would you rather have a guy like Barack, who's a young statesman, no, of course, who of speaks, course. like, well, and, like, you... Well, like I said, I, I said this? no to him I'll, running again. I, I, I know, I know. For that reason. But I'm saying... For that reason in part. Okay, fair Okay, fair enough. You know what I want? I want a president that looks like he could kick somebody's ass. I don't want a president that looks like he's just going <laughs> to... I want a president who looks like he could fight for okay, me. Well, look no further than Pennsylvania's newest senator... John Fetterman, who is six foot eight and is built like a fridge, dude. I w- he's the guy who beat uh, Doctor Oz. Oh, really? Dude, he's a he's massive. 
Yeah, I want. <laughs> I like how you're like what? No, <laughs> I want a president that can kick my ass. I want a pre- no. I peeking there. I I oh, I think a little bit. Um, <laughs> I still want, I want a president that can kill a man. I think presidential elections should be done in rounds. We should have an intellectual round where you have to take a test head to like you should just do family feud style like what like an iq test no 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 no. i'm talking head to head the two candidates the democrat the republican you straight up do a jeopardy round against one another <laughs> round number two <laughs> <laughs> round number two a boxing match no that's round number three. Oh, okay. the final round is a straight up hand-to-hand combat locked in a cage Last man standing by judge's scorecard <laughs> is declared the winner. <laughs> you have to yeah. you have to be physically fit enough. You have to be mentally fit enough. And I don't know what the third option would be, but like maybe you can sew or something like that. Oh, like having like skills. <laughs> yeah. Like you could do like a like a presidential talent, talent show. show. Yeah, 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 yeah. We should we should we should elect presidents the same way we uh, announce winners for American got America Scott talent. I mean, we do by votes. I know, but we should just have the same setup. I don't know. Simon if that's, Cowell judges. I don't know if that's a good <laughs> way to make a good to have a good president. We might have like a fun president. Well, okay. Can I can I say when I think about the people who won America's Got Talent, I can't say as though there's a dearth of people that I'm like, man, I wish that person was also the president. Okay, but I'm uh, if we were actually <laughs> literally talking about this, I would obviously no, mold no. it around. A political No, I know thing. that we were joking. Well, now, let me say this, too. In you, part. Here's another thing. We need to have more candidates than two. Like, if, if you could get... Just, no, I agree with that. Ranked choice voting, baby. Yes. If you got ten... Because, okay, let, let's take this last election, right? Yeah. You had a lot of people that were voting for Biden because he wasn't Trump. You also yeah. had a lot of people uh, the opposite. That's dude, that's every election. Now, if you had 10 Almost. if you had 10 candidates, all of which have well, their Well, here's all- here's my problem with that though, and here's what the problem is with that. Let's say that we have 10 candidates and 6 of them are Democrats and 4 of them are Republicans. No, no, no. no. I mean, one Democrat, obviously, one like, Republican. All of these diff- but like, okay, fine. Let's. I guess maybe let me rephrase that because that wasn't the right thing that I was trying to say. Here's what I guess I mean to say. Let's say that we have. I mean, and they're across all parties. Sure. Or, okay. Or, or let's, whatever. Let's say, let's say you have a far right Republican, but let's, a far right Democrat, middle, you know, centrist. But what if you had this? Because you're not going to be able to vet that hard. You're going to generally have, or like, what if you had six candidates? who are on one side of the spectrum and four that are on the other side of the spectrum. Okay. You know, because then then you're going to be giving a huge advantage to the one that has less. No, because actually you're giving so you're a... splitting the vote. But, okay, so here's... You're thinking too much in the two-party thing. Well, no, 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 I know that, but that's what... That's where we are at I as know, a country. But, but, I mean, obviously we're at a two candidate system too i'm trying to completely do away with all of that mm. i say get 10 of the best minds the best people who we f- see fit to run this country 10 of them they all vie for our for our and, and they they we'll go on find best fit just i mean the 10 of the people that we think or or who who obviously they think are best to run this Who's they the people I, I guess you'd have to have primaries and things like that i don't know 
or maybe we do it by district. I'm not trying to be difficult. I, I'm way. like I'm, I'm just thinking about this off the top. You yeah, no, I know. I'm because just trying to figure this off the top. Maybe maybe we vote for one person in in a certain. I don't know how you would figure that There's out. There's just a lot of like aspects that you're asking. Yeah, but we've been able to figure it out up until here. now. Because well, but the thing is, is that one of the reasons why we have a two party system is because. It narrows down the amount of candidates so that people can spend a lot of money. If you get if you make it rank choice voting, it's going to just go to whoever has the most money. Well, it already does. Because like what are you going to do? Who's going to select? Somebody has to select these people. If it's the people as a whole that select all of the candidates, then only the people who get the most exposure are going to move on. I mean, Which that, means that it's going to be monetary. Again, that's already how it is, though. I know that. But I'm just saying, like, you want a system that's better than what we have. So, well, here, here's what I'll say. Like, I would, I would rather see our presidential full election be run more like a primary. You get X amount, maybe not 10, 8, you know, something. More than I 2. Understand. So where, you know, maybe one... Person, then they all. So what do you want? Do you want to have more parties? Like you want? Do you want to have like the Green Party? I and mean, like the MAGA Party. Personally, I want one party. I want the Independent Party, which is everybody. We just everybody just so is. So it's like a no party. System. Yes, because then we're not on teams. It's not a team thing. We're all on one well, team. We're on Team America. Well, okay. I mean, that's fine. But like and, I said, uh, uh, so where where do our candidates come from? See, I I haven't thought this all through. Like everyone just throws their. How, how do we get primaries? You know what I mean. Like how how do how do people run for primaries? People are identified by the DNC. I mean, obviously, you can do other things. Like you can just rise to prominence on your own through uh, being a celebrity or by being a particularly effective member of Congress or something like that. Okay, that's a decent. Which once again, it still like lends it to being rich people. Okay. Like I'm but just saying, like for example, let's say that we'll the go, money thing we'll isn't Bernie, what I'm trying to avoid. We'll go the Bernie route here. I'm trying to. He was I want, grassroots funded. I just want to go on from his own merits. I want to go with the the person that that well, makes who the is biggest that person. Well, I want I want the person that makes the biggest the biggest statement effect. The you know, impact. like yes, like some like I want somebody who's like this is who I am. This is what I'm about. Blah blah blah, and then gets the people to rally around them, not the money. Obviously, you got to have the money there, too, you know? I mean, there's both there. It's, you're not going to get away from that. Right. Like, it, let's just say this. Let's just let's just put out a, a, a example here. Let's say you have 10 people, right? Ten, or 10 candidates. You got Bernie. You got Biden. You got Trump. You got DeSantis. You got, you know, I'm just like people of the last few years. Uh-huh. You, you got Barack. You got the, you know, you got all these guys that right. all have different. I mean, obviously, Barack's thoughts are different or Barack's stances are different than uh, DeSantis. DeSantis and Barack's stances are different than uh, Sanders. Right. You know, like they're, they're, they're still. Yeah. So we have a leaning. spectrum. And now they all make their, their you know, you could do a, a big debate, which debates are just fucking ridiculous, because any more debates are just, he sucks because this and this and this. It's it never- would be better, I think, if, if we were going to do your system here, um, they can all if go- we just had, um, like, separate, uh, like, addresses, TV yes, addresses, that's what you where should they can do. just present their own thing and maybe make it a rule that, like, 
they can only allot so much time to bringing up other people. Because you're going to have that. You're going to have people say, well, you know, Bernie said that he wants to fund this program by doing this. Mm-hmm. I also want that program, but here's how I'm going to fund it, and here's why it's better. That's, that is exactly what they should do. You have to sell yourself to the public. Rather the, than tearing everyone else yes, down. And the person that sells themselves the best is going to get the most people. Like, Especially when you have a wide spectrum, when you have a, a lot of different people. There's going to be one person that the that a higher majority of people feel is the person. And I think you're going to get the more the 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 people who you're going to weed out the crazies. You're going to weed out like mm-hmm. you're going to weed out the trumps. You're going to weed out the I mean in this situation you probably would weed out a Sanders, not because he's crazy but because he has more radical ideas mm-hmm. so you're gonna weed out those guys too but you're gonna get a guy who has i th- i think in this system you would find somebody who has more of the country's interest at heart well I, okay like that makes sense and i guess if we uh like yeah if i just like shut up about well how are we gonna do that questions and stuff and we just look at it like okay so we figure out a system we're gonna make it work here's the only other here's like the other big concern that i have What's stopping a super popular celebrity from just taking that over? Because you've made a popularity contest mm-hmm. now. Yeah. And so what if somebody like okay, here. Kanye West, mm-hmm. in his prime, I mean, we, he's a little weird now, but he was a huge like musical phenomenon at the time. And if he threw his hat in the ring, he would probably win on the merits of just simply being popular he wouldn't even necessarily have to open his mouth and even tell you what his political ideas are. And I think that that's a dangerous thing to do for somebody who has the nuclear codes and is going to be on the phone with people who want to shoot their nukes at us. Okay, I agree. But here's the thing, too. Kanye could have run. He like he could have run then, and I don't think he would have won. I gave an example. But... I, I know, I'm just saying. I, I think The Rock... Like, let's use The Rock as a better example. Okay. Because he's the most popular movie star, and he's pretty squeaky clean. When it comes to, like, scandals. scandals and stuff. I think there would be a large group of people skeptical that The Rock has the political knowledge. I think that politically inclined people would be that way. But, like, if you look at the stats... I also think there's enough people that's who... That's a minority. Sure, and I think, but I also think there's enough people who would like The Rock to be president that wouldn't vote. Like, they're just like, oh, I like that idea, but then they just don't vote. I mean, what would you think about, like, Robert Downey Jr. being the president of the United States? What would I personally think? Yeah. I think that's probably not a good idea, because I don't think he has a very good political background. Yeah. So let's say... But also, let me just say this, too. Okay. Sorry. I think when we... I loosely use the terms political background because I don't know that we really... like. I think that that's been lost. Maybe rather than political background, we should say political knowledge. See, and I, I or like I, I, understanding. But I think I think political knowledge and political understanding has been lost too. I think it's like there's a politics is just a game now. Like when you're like if you're a new. Well, when we're talking about this, we're not talking about the pageantry aspect of sure. of garnering the will of the people. No, no, no. I'm talk- we're talking about understanding of the law. system, the yeah. understanding law, understanding foreign policy, I guess- understanding how the economy works. 
these are things that I think should be requirements more, more than anything for the yes, president. No, I agree. I agree. And and I think that's not a requirement to be it's a congressperson anymore. I think I think you get a lot of Congress people who do understand law. There was an 18 year old that ran for like a federal seat in this state. You can't tell me that an 18 year old understands the nuances of how the American economy works. Right, and I think I I think that's been lost very heavily. I think a lot of, I mean, I think back in the day we had statesmen that truly understood law, understood foreign policy, things like that, mm-hmm. and I think now it's become just like this this celebrity game like it's like it's a popularity contest yeah, and that sucks yeah it's really sucks because you don't get those but that's politics people... here's the thing politics should not be interesting politics should be boring as fuck you should have the most boring ass motherfuckers running for for office well, we should not be interesting sure you can be, be interesting, interesting but we don't we because polit like because of political reasons not because of pageantry but politics should not be interesting politics should be politics and politics are not interesting i think they're interesting well they are because it's a pageantry well i mean i think it's interesting because i think that like they're boring (laughs) i mean okay whatever shit i mean i think that's fine i think that politics itself is interesting it's okay for them to be boring yeah i don't want my politics to be interesting I want them to. I want them to because if they're interesting, that's when you're dealing with all this. Bad things are happening. Yes, like I, I just I remember the days when it just was the most boring shit ever. Like, and all of a sudden now it's like that's that's like the most popular thing because now we got celebrities that are like using their spot of taking their bullshit awards to be like climate and blah, you know, like whatever, you know. Not that I say climate's a thing to not talk about i'm just saying to boast their political ideologies like political ideologies have become this uh this this statement that's always been a thing but it's definitely become more like it's more maybe like more overt now for and i do not i honest to god cannot tell you how and why this happened like where did this start you know what i mean probably uh i would say john f kennedy i would say so too yeah just being like the first real like kind of celebrity president because he was just so popular. He really had a lot of charisma. That too. But it's just like And obviously he was kind of like you And know, like he was he, involved with uh Marilyn Monroe and all of that kind of and stuff. And like the whole assassination so thing was like of, very spectacle. He kind of like built a bridge between the political world and the pop culture world. Yeah. Which you which generally had kind of been pretty separate at that point. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, you're right. And and then you add Reagan later on. Yeah. And then and the yeah. bridge got more and more. And then you have somebody like Obama, who I don't think like had the intention of being a celebrity, but he just he had that it factor. I also don't think he had the intention of being president <laughs> as soon as he did. Uh, uh, right, yeah, no, I mean, I think that he was put in that position by the DNC because of his charisma, Yeah, but he had a lot of charisma, and I think he just became a celebrity because of that charisma. He's a cool guy. Oh, yeah, no, for sure, and I and I think you also add, um, like, satire, you add things like, you know, SNL making fun of George Bush, you know, things, yeah. like, things like that where it becomes more... The bridge was built pop from both culture. ends. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, we was. just talked about how the bridge like was built from the political side but it was built from the pop culture side as well and we need to like stop that make politics that's my that's my campaign i guess make politics boring again i think (laughs) i think that like also you know what else you know why else that was a fuckery why why else that really messed things up why because it made politicians feel more like celebrities when they need to feel like public servants 
They need yeah. to they need to not feel like what they're doing is newsworthy as far as like how what dress am I wearing or like look at me, you know, they they need to not do things that are like spectacle. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like so many celebrities now are tr- or so, sorry, so many politicians now are wanting to be celebrities. And, Which is a problem. And then you've got celebrities who are wanting to be politicians. Like, it's just bleeding into the same thing. Mm-hmm. Politics were always meant to be a public service. Not, not A, meant to be a way to become famous, or B, a way to become rich. Yeah, I was going to say, or a way to, like, further your personal interests. Yeah, and, which is also happening. public service. And so, and of course, so, like, we're far away from getting back to that. I think that I would say that I don't necessarily want politics to be boring make them boring necessarily in the way that you're saying because i do think that there needs to be a level of intrigue to keep people of this society interested in participating i do want people to participate in the process but i think that it should be less about the people and more about the the policy like yes i would say that Yes. Of, no, I agree with something that. Something that was good about this midterm is that I would say one of the biggest single um, factors in it was um, was everything that happened regarding Roe v. Wade, and on, like whatever about like the situation or wh- whatever like a person's views are on that, that should be considered to be a good thing. That's the whole point of us doing politics is because. That is, you know, that is an issue that has come under the control of policy, and we should have our voice in that. Mm-hmm. So that would be great. Like, so we voted on that as a policy concern, not because we liked people, but because we cared about the policy. Yes, I agree. Question: How did this state vote with that? This state, yeah, with that like anti-abortion law that we had. Uh, last I checked, it was failing. Meaning, like I'm. Meaning good for pro-choice people. I don't know if that's how it stayed, but the last last time that I looked at it, it was like 60% were saying no to that being a thing. Okay. I was just curious. I haven't paid attention. So did you look at like what that law was like list was like described as? So they described it as this. They said if any if any baby is born alive, they need to immediately have personhood, which basically gives them all of their human rights. Like, the moment that they're born, regardless of anything, if they have, like, severe genetic anomalies that are going to kill them, like, within a couple hours or whatever, and we know that, like, prior to them being born, or we know that upon them being born, that a doctor has to put every possible resource towards um, keeping that child alive. And it was listed... Let them vote. Huh? Make them vote. Yeah, make them vote. Keep them alive long enough to vote. No, it was keep them alive. <laughs> they said keep them alive long enough for them to be <laughs> baptized. Oh, that's okay. Which is because, I mean, it was an anti-abortion thing. It was a foot-in-the-door anti-abortion legislation, and they were making an appeal to religious people yeah, for that's... that. But I was thinking to myself, like, this you, you child even... is miserable and wants, like, probably, I mean, they're not conscious enough, but, like, we can all look at this and say... The best thing that can happen here is for this they thing can to be vote. put out of its misery. Let them vote. Let them vote Lower on it. Lower the legal voting age to zero. 
I mean, I'm down to lowering it to like 15. I'm not. I'm just kidding. I think we should heighten it. I don't think that's the case uh, either. Dude, if you're old enough, if you're old enough for... To die in wars. Yeah, if you're old enough to die in wars, if you're old enough to like put chemicals in your body, if you... Well, like, I think that should be... I, should, I think that should be heightened also. Perhaps. But definitely, if you're if you're old enough to go like overseas and shoot people for your country, you should be allowed. To you vote. should have a seat at the table in sure. regards to what you're fighting for. But I do think people. I think that should be heightened too. I think you should. Why? What? Why should that be heightened? To be able to go die in wars? No, no, no. For for voting. Because I think. Do you think that somebody who's 21 and politically involved? has less of a seat at the table than someone who's 40 and politically involved? No, I think somebody who's 21 and politically involved has a higher intellect of what they're talking about than somebody who's 18. I mean, can you prove that? No, but... I think there's plenty of brilliant 18-year-olds. Sure, but I think there's plenty of not. That's okay. That's That's the section... That is a full section of what is considered to be adults in this country everybody has an equal seat okay, at this okay. table but well then why not just make it nothing like everybody why, why not make a five-year-old be able to vote i think that saying that you have to be like a legal adult is probably fair yeah and i and i personally think 120 i think 20 is a le- like i mean any like when i think about myself at 18 i didn't know what the fuck i was like I mean, scientifically about? speaking, like I said, psych, I have a bachelor's in psych and I have enough credits for a master's. I'm not saying that I'm so smart about this, but I have some level of expertise and the cognitive ability between an 18 year old and a 20 year old is not, not that great a margin. Well, if you, like, I mean, if we want to go that route, saying that you're, you want you're... somebody to be at their peak intellectually, then you would want 26 yeah. to okay. be the age. And that's fine. Let's do that. I don't want dummies voting. I want, I also, I think I, now I, this would never happen, but I goddamn wish you, you had to prove that you were not an idiot to vote. Like, like you, like you legit knew how to read, write. Yeah. I mean, don't you think that's kind of an elitist attitude? No. And, and that's like, why, and that's why I'm saying what is it will definition? never happen. Like, because I can tell you that like, I went through like, depending on what your test is. Like, you know where I was at when we left high school. Mm-hmm. I was an honors kid. Sure. I took but the ACT and got an amazing score. I was considered to be incredibly intelligent. But guess what? I didn't know how to write a check. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to... I didn't That's know a how problem to, in itself. I didn't know how to balance a checkbook. That's a school problem. Schools need to figure that shit out. We need, we need to start teaching real life shit. I had used a hammer and, like... Enough times that I could probably count it on one hand. Would you agree two. with me though? Like schools need to start teaching like Absolutely. life skill shit, like Absolutely. how to do your taxes. Dude, the fact that I didn't know how to balance my checkbook, but I could tell you what a Shakespearean sonnet is, I think is a joke. Yeah, tell like teach us how teach kids how how taxes work. Teach kids what credit is. Teach I mean, kids like what a credit card does for you. I will say that some of the other stuff is important in that you are trying to help uh like high school kids figure out what their interests are in regards to mm-hmm. what they're going to do in college. But there has to be a, a place, point where you but should. But we should also teach people how to live. At least when you're like, at least senior year, you should have to take a yeah. life skills. I mean, class. I would say that I probably have used more things that I learned in my 
cooking class mm-hmm. than I did in biology. I guess that would probably be or the geometry. Case. Well, geometry is actually kind of. <laughs> I actually used a ton of geometry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I use it when I play that cost that costume that I built used a lot of geometry. Yeah, the one that I won a thousand dollars with. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I want to move this away from politics because we're getting far into it. Okay, and and we we're pretty f- deep into the podcast. I want to do these top fucking fives. All right. All right, let's do these yeah. top fucking fives because that was something we should we still do the blind taste test? Hmm. Should we still do the blind taste test? We can. Okay, we'll see how far these go. Okay. We'll do a couple each. Now, I've I got a couple ideas too, but if you've got them, then let's do what you've got. For the top fives? Yeah. No, I want you to present some. Okay. So here's the thing. Here, here's how we're going to we're gonna do this, okay? Okay. I'll present a top five, okay, mm-hmm. that I've already thought about. I need you... You're going to come up with it on the spot, and then I'm going to let you go first after I present it, Okay. and then I will give my top five. Okay. Or do you want to go back and forth? You five, my five, your yeah, four. Yeah, let's do it that way. Okay. The one thing that I'm going to say, like, obviously you've had a chance to think about these. But then I know, like, when we've done these before, like, when we did top five, like, Disney movies, like, it was a lot easier when I had time to look at it and think no, and No, go stuff. ahead and look at it. Go you ahead and know. look through them if you have to. Like, okay. have your phone ready. I we gotcha. can look through a list. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to present you with a, a, should be a fairly easy one. Okay. But one that you better fucking know and get right. Okay. Top five gaming consoles. That's funny. That was the that was the first one that came to my head. Okay. Well, then perfect. Okay, okay. I'll let you start. Number five. All right. So number five for me. And okay. So mine's probably going to be a little different. Give, give me give me your criteria. Give I, me your criteria. Well, I'm going to base it on the one thing that matters for a video game console, and that is the games, games that are available. on it. I don't care how innovative or cool the console itself is. If it doesn't have good games, then it doesn't matter. Okay. Like, the Sega Dreamcast was a really cool gaming console, but it's not going to make this list because there wasn't a huge amount of games that... I'm going to base it on games available to the system. Okay. I'm also going to base it on... I, I will include functions of the system... Like how my Xbox can let me watch Netflix and shit. Okay. I'm going to include stuff like that okay. as a feature. Because we're talking specifically about the console. Not about the games, but the games are included in, in I just think that's like the make or break for a sure, console. Sure, You look at the GameCube, which was could could have had a lot of potential, but they didn't release a lot of good games yeah. on it. No, that's a huge part of it. I'm also going to include quality of like like what... Like hardware? Yes. Okay, well, the Xbox 360's out. Well... With a 56% lemon rating. Well, I'm saying, I'm saying, like, the, um... Yeah, I'm I'm gonna... I'm thinking of everything that is included with it. Yeah, I understand. Just the console itself, so go ahead. Okay, so, let me think. Because I definitely know what my number one is. I know what my number two is. I know what my number three is. I would probably say... Yeah, I gotta think about those, like, four and fives also. I guess, just so that we're not, like, taking up too much time, I'm going to say that number five, for me, is going to be the Nintendo Wii. Ooh, good one. I like that. Why? Like, give me a little, just give me a little bit of why. Okay, so for one thing, it had incredible games on it. You know, just, like, as a small like handful of those obviously like super mario galaxy is considered to be one of the greatest mario games of all time so uh 
Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess was really, really big. Wii Sports is an absolute heavy hitter in the video game world. Um, I could go on. But on top of that, the fact that they utilized motion controls in a way that was actually good, because PlayStation tried, Xbox tried, and there were things that tried before the Wii too. They actually made it work. And it was fun. It felt good to play motion-controlled games on there, in my opinion. I think it was a great console. Okay. Number five, I'm going to go Nintendo Switch. Okay. Namely because I've never owned one, so that's why it's number five. I think it's the most innovative console of all time as far as, like, function. It's portable and a home console. Yep. And works both ways very well. Or very well. Also having some pretty incredible games as far as like Zelda, uh, what's it called? Uh, Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. Um, you know, you Mario Kart, Mario Kart Eight is function, you know, on there and whatnot. But then you get the motion control. You get you can you can use it as a functional, just regular controller. It's very versatile. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm going to give that the number five. Cool. All right, number four for me. I'm a big Nintendo guy. This probably deserves to be a little bit higher, but for me personally, I'm going to put number four as the PlayStation 2. Ooh. Okay. And it was hard between the two and the one. Yeah. I think I personally like the one more because I really like RPGs, and the PlayStation 1 was great for RPGs. But I'm trying to think of the overall, like... The stuff that was on the PlayStation 2. The PlayStation 2 is a huge console. Everyone that I've known had a PlayStation 2 at some point in their life. Everyone. Yeah. You know? And, like, then you think about the games that were, you know, that were big on there. Like, the the big GTA games, especially San Andreas, were super big. The Sly Cooper games, I think, were really big when they came out. Um... It's hard. I don't know the console as well, so I'm not going to like list a lot of really good ones, but I know like I personally really like playing like Twisted Metal on it was mm-hmm. super cool. The Crash Bandicoot games I think were cool on oh, that one. Shit. Um there was a lot of like just super good games on it and it was so incredibly popular. Number 4 for me. I'm going to go Xbox 360. For me personally, because I spent so much goddamn time on that. I think I've put more hours on an Xbox 360 than any console ever. Yeah. In all on Like, in full? Yeah. Uh, what can you say about the games? You got Halo. You got... got uh, Gears of War. Gears of War. Uh, Left 4 Dead. You don't have a huge amount of uh, exclusives. No, but, but regardless, it was, a, it was a console for me that I put a lot of hours in. It was a big one. I would say that most everybody that I know had a 360 as well. Yeah. I gotta here's go. here's I, what my concern is about the 360. And I said it already. The Red Ring of Death, 56% of that. It's on. It's number four for me for a reason. I know. Don't so. like. I'm not arguing with your list. It's yeah, yeah, yours. Yeah. So. That was a concern for me on it. All right. Number three for me, is going to be the Nintendo Switch. I do have one, and I've played the shit out of it. I think it's an amazing console. I almost put this at number two. Let me say this. If we've already talked about it, we don't got to go into too much detail. I wasn't going to... I was just going to say I was why just, it's higher for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I'm, all. I'm just putting that out there for both of us. Yep. Like... All right. That's it, that's it for me. Because I just want to be able to do a couple of these Three lists. Three is the Switch. Number, f- number three for me mm-hmm. is going to be the Xbox One. 
Okay. Simply because it's it's back you you can it's backwards compatible. You can play 360 games on there. Some of them. It is better quality. Um, it I use it. I've used it more times just for non gaming system stuff. So mm-hmm. that's why I got it at number three. Sweet. By the way. The number one console that I played in my time is not going to be on this list, but the number one console, like the most time that I put into a singular console... We're, not, we're on number two still, right? Right. Okay, okay. I'm just saying, by far, for me, is the Game Boy Advance, and I do think it's an amazing console, but I'm just not putting it on here. That's fair. That's fair. I love it, though. But anyway, so... Or what? Nah, I'm okay. Yeah, I'm going to finish um, this pack off. Number two... Here's to vacation. I love beer-flavored water. Um, number two for me is the Nintendo 64. It was the first major 3D, like 3D gaming console and it changed the world. Super Mario 64 changed the gaming world. And I would, you know, I would say, I don't know if it's changed at this point, but I know for a very, very, very long time, uh, critically speaking, the best game, like the number one game of all time was The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. And that game did change the gaming world, like more than anything else. It was an absolute innovation. Number two for me goes to the PS2. Highest selling console of all time. Like you said, everybody had it. Um, That was backwards compatible also you can play PlayStation. that's why i put it at number two that's why i would have added playstation one but because it is backwards compatible with all playstation one games that's, that's reasonable. why that's why ps2 is is so high for me because you get all those games and it was just so it, playstation 2 basically like i think playstation 2 is what launched us into the modern era of video games i think i could agree with that for sure and what's your number one? Number one for me. I'm sh- I'm I'm surprised. And dude, it's by far the number one console for oh, me. Oh, this better be good. I think that this console, and it's purely by the games. Okay, a lot of my favorite games are on this console, and I really just think that the quality of games is amazing. The number one console for me is the Super Nintendo. <sighs> Doggy, you might make me change my list with that one. The Super Nintendo is an amazing console, man. Yeah, there's nothing more you can really say. God, I'm. What did I have at number five? You had Switch. Yeah, yeah. Fuck the Switch. The Switch is my because I've never owned to a be Switch. An honorable mention. O- honorable mention. Switch. Super Nintendo is going in at number five. Yeah, yeah. But there is only one number one for me. The games phenomenal. The in a like for its time, probably the most revolutionary of its time i know what you're the absolute say. most nostalgic system i like the the, the the main reason this is number one more than anything besides the the awesome games besides the the revolutionaryness of it it's all about when i was a kid and all about the just the nostalgia still plays fucking amazing to this day i agree with you is the nintendo 64 Mm-hmm. No question, number one. Mario sixty four is the single greatest video game of all time. Yeah, no, like in my mind, Mario sixty four, the greatest video game of all time. 
it has its faults, but the only reason why it has its faults is because we have moved on from it. At the time of it being out, there really was no faults to be had on it. I mean, you could look at it now and you could say, like, like a very, I think, legitimate criticism of Super Mario 64 is that the camera controls suck. Mm. But the only reason why I feel that way is because... I'll put up with it. I've played games that have modern camera controls. Until then, there was no reason to complain about the camera controls of that game. They were It was perfectly fine for the time. And no real... I don't think any game really had camera controls up until then. Not like that. No. It's a 3D game. Yeah. So. It's, I mean, it's technically like an open world game because you can do whatever you want. Like, it's phenomenal. It, I mean, yeah, you can't say anything bad about it. Think about some of the other games on the console. Like, I don't personally like care said, that Ocarina much. Ocarina like, Time. GoldenEye is like a huge game. Dude, we could just do a, a top five all-time Nintendo 64 games. And like Conker's Bad Fur Day yeah. that people think is an amazing game. Yeah kind of whatever to me but still it's up there like I the mean, mario parties you got you super got, smash brothers started the on original that super smash bros you got pokemon stadium mm-hmm. i mean rampage mm-hmm. yeah the donkey kong 64 star fox 64 yeah star fox is a big one all right give me one of your lists i don't think we're gonna get to the blind taste test today yeah probably not let's just do a couple more Top fives, and then we'll we'll call it a day. Okay. So that was like the big one that I had was consoles. Is it's it? funny that you did that too. I, I there was only one list that I had to be done, and it was that one. Right. Let me see my other list. Go ahead and find yours if you can. Yeah. I got another good one that we could do. Why don't you go for it then? All right. Top five children's cartoons. Not, okay. No adults car like I'm I'm I got you. we're we're disincluding no animes either. Okay. No animes and no adult cartoons, Simpsons, King of the Family Hill. Guy, all yeah, that yeah, stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So top five. What about like I mean I'm not gonna put it on this list, but would you allow like Ren and Stimpy? Because it was a kid's cartoon I would and not. it became an adult. I would one. not. Okay. I mean that's a gray area. But right. I know you're not gonna put that on your list anyway, so it's a fine enough show, but it's just fine. Should we say top five children's cartoons of all time or top five? I mean, this is all your opinion anyway. So let's do all time. No, 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 no. Because no top five. If, that's a whole separate list. That's a whole separate list. Because then I got to think about everybody. Your personal top five children's cartoons. Yeah. I mean, I was saying like our top five yeah, 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 but yeah, yeah. from all time. Okay. Okay. Because like uh, otherwise like God tears like SpongeBob. You know what I mean? Well, what about like Looney Tunes? No, that's include. Well, okay, yeah. See, see, then that's when you're getting into that like stuff Tom too. Tom and Jerry, the old right, Mickey right. Mouses. So this is your personal. What you think are the top five greatest children's cartoons? Okay, for you, for you, your personal favorites. Yeah. Yes. So no, like just the metric is how much I like them. Yes. Okay. Okay. It's not, it's not the general public's favorite. Okay. All right. Let's see. Number five. This is going to break your heart. Some of mine on here. I'm, I'm actually trying to figure out what my number one is going to be. I'm pretty sure I know. You know what my number one is. We've talked about it all the time. I'm pretty. Yeah, I know. I know what you're You probably is. know what my top three is. You might not know where they land on them, but. It's tough, man. It's tough. Yeah, let me think. I just got to think about four and five. Okay, I got. I got. You can start since I started last True. time. True. Good point. Good point. Okay. I'm going to go number five 
it wasn't it for me it wasn't necessarily the the one I it wasn't my go-to as a kid but definitely a little bit more as a teen I kind of enjoyed it a little more mm-hmm. and it's it's it is a classic that everybody can enjoy and I know people would be pissed if I didn't put this on my list but it truly is on my list because it's a very quotable show very it was enjoyable as a child even as an adult number five is gonna go Spongebob cool yeah, I mean, you gotta think about like the memes that they yeah, have. Now. I mean, like, it's amazing. I mean, it's not a show it's I like dislike. It's a cultural have. phenomenon. Yeah, I certainly did watch it. You know what? Number five for me is going to be SpongeBob SquarePants as well. Okay, all right. So that's that was an easy wash on that one. Okay, mm-hmm. we can agree on that. Number four. Number four for me. <sighs> I'm gonna put. Let me think. Let me think. I, I'm I'm trying to think of all. I'm trying to think Disney. Disney really didn't have. You know. Okay. I'm gonna keep it because you opened this door. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're gonna go old school. Oh, you know what? Fuck it. Since I said old school, I'm going this route. Okay. You got the Hanna Barberas. You got the the um Mel Blanc style with Looney Tunes things like that. If I'm going old school, the one that stuck with me the most, that still to this day I watch, Scooby-Doo. I thought that was going to be what you were going to say. Scooby-fucking-Doo. It's an amazing show. I wish that they hadn't run it into the ground with the new ones, but I'm, I'm not going to like take the merit of the original series. I'm talking the 1960s Scooby-Doo. With the laugh track? Yes. So good. Straight so up. Good. Straight up. It got really predictable, and the episodes are all kind of the same thing. And you know what? I don't give a shit, Doesn't dude, matter. because it's Doesn't so matter. good. There's no reason to fix what isn't broke. That's going to be my honorable mention. Okay. Just, okay. That's like, fair. That's fair. I loved it. It's a huge part of my childhood. Just the other shows that I have on the top five are ones that I just enjoyed more. I'm waiting for you to say one that I'm just like, fuck. I don't know if I'm going to do that. There might be one. Okay. My number two might do that for you. Okay. Okay, my number four is Ed, Ed, and Eddie. And now, the thing about me putting it at number four is not to say, doesn't say anything about it being bad. It's just, to me, the quality of the, like, putting this one at number four says more about the quality, in my opinion, of the other three than it does about Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Because Ed, Ed, and Eddie is an incredibly amazing show. I can't really say anything bad about it. Honestly, the worst part of watching Ed, Ed, and Eddie in my childhood was that my mom hated it so bad that she made me feel bad for watching it. Uh, But I did anyway. Like, I'm exaggerating a little bit. She just thought it was really dumb, and she told me that she thought it was really dumb. And she's right. It is really dumb. I love it. I'm having to look at a list because I I don't want to miss anything. I might be missing things, but I'm like, basically what I did is I just went through my childhood and I thought, what are, what are shows that I really thought about a lot? Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Like, that's a good way to, to go about this list. It's just hard because like, you know, I obviously anime was a big part of my, my childhood too. So it's, mm-hmm. I, I, and we're not including that. It's like, like a handful that really mattered to me a lot. Though, yeah, but that's a list say. of its own. It's a list of its own. Oh, definitely. <sighs> okay. We could do that next, though. We could. 
We're God. not big anime watchers, so yeah. we're not going to like... You know, I was a Cartoon Network kid, right? Me too. Like, that was my shit. And Every other show on this thing is a, is a Cartoon Network show for me. I mean, I'm we're thinking about... We're at number about, three? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm thinking about the Nickelodeon stuff, and I'm like... I mean, like, I enjoyed watching, like, Hey Arnold, but it's not even a band-aid on the ass of the stuff that Cartoon yeah. Network had. I was, I was just a Cartoon Network kid, and that's just who I am to the day I die. And here's what I'll say, okay? Here's my number three. There, I, I, there's three that I can put here, okay? There are three absolutes that I can put here. And the other two, I'm going to put as an honorable mention just because they are both phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like, all three of these movies, or all three of these shows were just the shit to me, okay? And they're all so good. Those three are Dexter's Laboratory, mm-hmm. Johnny Bravo, mm-hmm. and Powerpuff Girls classics and the one that i'm gonna put at number three for me this is hard for me to say like the other two are phenomenal so don't get don't get me wrong they're honorable mentions for sure good and the reason i'm putting this is because it it was so good for so long oh you know what let me add courage the cowardly dog to this list Obviously, you know... You're basically doing, like, all the cartoon cartoons, except for Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Because you know where that's going. I know where it's going. So, so those those four, because Courage is good, too. The problem... And and you know Courage isn't going to be my number three now, because I just added that. Mm -hmm. The reason Courage is not in there, and same with Johnny Bravo. I'm just going to spoil that right now. It's not Johnny Bravo. The reason both of those aren't in there is because they weren't as good for... Like, their first season and a half were good. Mm -hmm. After that... Not so much. The quality kind of dropped. Powerpuff Girls and Dexter's Lab had quality for a long time. Although, have you seen the last two seasons no, of the Powerpuff Girls? Well, and same with Dexter's Lab. They, they, I'm not talking about the reboots. I'm talking about no, the, no, no. I'm not talking about the reboots either. Same with Dexter's Lab. Like at least they were solid for three full seasons. Yeah, is what I'm saying. Powerpuff and, Girls had four that were really good. I'm gonna have to give it to Dexter. I figured you would. Number three's got to be Dexter, and and you know what I. I it's good. I man. love the Powerpuff Girls, but I do too. The reason Dexter's in there because also you add in like the Justice Friends, like the little mini cartoons I they remember. had in there. Like that was so fun too. Justice Friends was cool. Dexter's- you had episodes that followed Dee Dee around. Every once in a while, you'd have an episode that was like centered on Mandark, which was always really cool. Basically, I'm just giving my number three to all the basic cartoon cartoons, mm-hmm. but Dexter's gonna be the front runner in that. Mm-hmm. For me. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, Dexter's Lab is a great show. Okay, my number three is Adventure Time. Ooh! I like it. I like it. You know, like, that show was a phenomenon for just me by myself. It was, like, the inspiration for, like, little comics that I made. You remember Broomstick. Um, Like... I had all the posters, I had all this stuff, and it was a cultural phenomenon, too. Like, you went places like Hot Topic and Spencer's and all that stuff, which kind of, like, you know, have a clientele of, like, teenagers and young adults, and they were selling that stuff. Like, it was universally popular between, like, kids, teenagers, and young adults as a big, big, big show. And, like, even now, like, if you ask anybody around kind of our age group and lower if they know what Adventure Time is, they do. Mm Mm-hmm. It was a big one. Yeah. I mean, that just, it, it went a little bit past my, like, I was into it, but not quite like you. Like, it, it well, was, you only... were into it because we watched it together. Yeah. Yeah. But you recognized that it was a quality show when we watched it, too. Mm-hmm. It also 
like if this matters to you as like a political person, I think it was also the first one that actually featured like uh lesbians. Yep. <laughs> I was gonna say like like a lesbian gay, like the LGBT thing entirely. Like an actual that moment doesn't bother or that doesn't bother me, but it also doesn't matter to me. I know, I'm just saying it is I mean that's an accolade yeah, yeah, that yeah, it yeah. has. It's sure it's decent. Yeah, no, it's a great I mean, you could, I mean, shows, shows like Steven Universe and well, stuff like that. Even are, like shows like that danced around it. Like rather, they initially wanted to have like the Crystal Gems like do something like Kiss or whatever, but instead had them like dance when they fused. It was, and like Clarence had some stuff in it that kind of, you know, it was Clarence. kind of playing with it a little bit. But I think, I'm pretty sure, and I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that Adventure Time was the first one that actually like went there overtly. Yeah, no, I'm, I, I have no problem with it. Number two. Yep. Now, this might surprise you. Mm-hmm. Okay? Okay. Number two for me is the front runner of the cartoon cartoons. One of the biggest cartoons of my childhood. I expected that you were going to put this I know, in one. I know. And, you're, and, and my number one might surprise you, but it doesn't surprise me. Number one for me is Ed, Ed, and Eddie. <laughs> it is the number one cartoon cartoon for me. It was the... It... it, it it had it made me do things they did. Like I, I made my own little mall in my basement. I, I, I was. Cr- it made the me a creative. Imagination yes. of that show is incredible. It helped to make me a creative. Not to mention, it's just gut busting hilarious. Also, one of the shows that did last more than three seasons. Mm-hmm. So Ed Ed. And I don't think I ever saw an episode of that show that wasn't good. Yeah, amazing. Some show. of them were better than others, but all of them were good. So Ed Ed Nitty. Number one for, or number two for me. Yep, number two. All right. Wait, how did we, are, this is your number one. No, no, it's my number two. You started. Because my number three was Adventure Time. So how am I ending? Oh, you're ending. Yes. Yeah, okay. Because you started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, you're right. So my number two was Teen, is Teen Titans. <sighs> Woo! That's a good I one. I knew that one was going to get you. That's a good one. That's a good one. I didn't think one. you were going to think of it. And you know what? I stand by my list still. I will not make that an honorable mention, but it's it's a it's a sure close one. That That's a show, great number one. That's a great number one. I would say that that show was like a formative part of my youth. Like, I would say it came at a time that I feel like it would be accurate to say, and this is going to be fucking weird, man. But everyone had to get here somehow. I would say that Raven was my sexual awakening. <laughs> <laughs> agreed agreed that's why i'm into big titty goth girls yes um but no i mean outside of that like um i'm not even gonna mention everything i'm not gonna mention teen titans go on this podcast because it doesn't deserve it but like you look at teen titans and it had everything it had funny moments it had dramatic moments it had like heartwarming moments it had like parts of the show like, because this wasn't a big thing for American cartoons, I feel like, at the time that it came out. It had, like, where there was continuity between the episodes. A lot of the shows that we've just talked about are things, like, every episode was self-contained, and there really wasn't any effect on later episodes from previous episodes. Besides maybe, like, some minor things, like an introduction of a new character it's or linear. something like that. It had some linearity to it, you know? There were, like, there was a point where, like, the big bad guy for the whole first part of the show, who, of course, is Deathstroke, died. And he was gone. He was dead. Like, he didn't come back until the very end. And the very end of that show... 
is the alert. single I'm not going to say what it is because if there's any viewers that haven't seen it and care about cartoons at all, to. they need to see it on their own. The end of Teen Titans in my opinion, is the absolute greatest sign-off of any cartoon that has ever happened. And I don't know how anything could top it. It's amazing. Well, I'm going to... In my personal world, I'll top it just based on... So literally everything you said... Wait, didn't you just... That's your number one? That's my number two. Oh, shit. Because you're going to do your... Because no, you're going to do your number yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sh- I was assuming that was your number one. Mm-hmm. But that's a good number two. I'm 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 awaiting your number one now. I'm absolutely like shaken. <laughs> it's not gonna be like earth shattering for you. Oh, I think I know what it is. Okay. Teen Titans should be your number one. <laughs> but no. It's very, very, very close. I considered it the whole time we were talking. For all the reasons what you said Teen Titans was. Linearity, funny. But also serious. Tackles all matters. From beginning to end, it's phenomenal. Every episode is just... Cla- like, it's just the shit. For all those same exact reasons. Plus... The animation style in this mo- in this series. The... Just... The characters. Like, there's nothing... There's, there's no flaw that I can find. There's not a single flaw... That I can find in this show. Can I guess? You can after I after I Okay, I my... have a guess. Not only is this my number one children's cartoon of all time, it is in my top five all time shows ever. Mm-hmm. And your guess is? Actually, why don't you say it? You deserve it. I'll tell you if I was right. Avatar the Last Airbender. Okay. Cool. I thought that was an anime. Oh. No, it's not. It's, I guess it, not technically. It's by Nickelodeon. Yeah. It's it's a Nickelodeon like and and that's why it's kind of a gray area, mm-hmm. but it's not technically considered an anime. I got you. Just kind like, like Team Ti- just like Team Titans is not considered an anime. Right. Okay. Yeah, dude, Avatar is a great show. Well, we, I still haven't seen it. You need to. It's so good. Yeah. I mean, I've seen There's it. There's only but 3 I seasons, it. but it's so fucking good. I know everybody that I've talked to has said that it's phenomenal absolutely what did you think i was gonna say like when i was thinking about other shows that were linear i could only think of one other one i would have been surprised for you to say this unless if you just had like a renaissance with it as an adult but the only other show that i could think of that met the same stuff as teen titans uh was samurai jack ah okay okay especially after they rebooted it for that one season that last season they did on adult swim was really good avatar Avatar number is a great one, show. no doubt. Even though I haven't seen it, I know it's you great from the episodes to. that I have like, seen. There's no way you cannot go your whole life without fucking seeing this series. Yeah, it's it's so good. I'm actually shocked you haven't seen it. It's like it's Dragon Ball Z meets Naruto. Yeah, well, no, no, no. It's Dragon. I would say it's or Dragon Ball Z slash Naruto meets Teen Titans. Mm-hmm. It's exactly what it is. It's the exactly are great. what it is. Yes. Like I still like the animation style is great from the sh- episodes that I saw, and it's the same thing where it's it's hilarious, it's funny, but also so serious at the same time, and it's just fucking it breaks your heart and it warms it at the same time. Mm-hmm. No, no children's cartoon has ever made me feel like that show. Right, that's why I'm saying it's one, it's in the top five all time shows for me. And your number one is the Powerpuff Girls. I knew it. Yeah, once once you said it, well. 
I should have realized that you hadn't said that yet. Mm-hmm. But yes, okay. I love it. It's amazing. The characters are amazing. It's the hilarious. I mean, the uh, like the last two seasons are not good, and the reason why they're not good is because Craig McCracken left to go make Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends with his wife. So for me, I don't really include them that much because even though they have the name, it's it's not him. And he made that show. He made that show. That was origin. It was originally made. He made a concept for it as his college final, and um, rather than having a uh, like a a thing of Chemical X go into the concoction, it was a can of whoop ass. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, yeah. Professor put in there, and so when he made his college final, they were called the Whoop Ass Girls. And, like, they had the same design and everything. They were still called the same things, and they still did the same stuff. But it's just, it's cool. It's such a seminal part of of him as a person. And so without him being a part, I just don't really count it exactly. But those first four seasons, there is not a bad episode. It's really good. And you think about, like, the villains, and if you think about them as an adult, you can kind of see the analogs to, like, real life situations and stuff and i think that's really cool but they're also like super interesting as a kid like i know that there were like episodes that you know the main enemy was him Mm. that like they had a lot of good villains they had a profound effect on me as a kid most of the him episodes were very scary to me but like in a way that was like really like i like they were super cool like i thought they were awesome in the day and they terrified me at night and that's like really really good you know and then like i mean mojo jojo is like an iconic cartoon character he's a little dorky but he's cool he's like perfect for that show yeah no it's you know it's just like any good hero has great villains like a great cast of villains yeah and like they're a superhero show Mm -hmm. and they did well with that to have a good cast of villains but i haven't even talked about the best part of the show so the best part of the show is Professor Utonium. Oh, God. <laughs> A.K.A. Samurai Jack, as like, consp- <laughs> like the, the theory yeah. goes. Well, you know those are in the same universe. I know, I know. But yes, uh, Professor Utonium and Mayor. And Mayor. Vote, Vote for, for Mayor for Mayor! mayor. <laughs> I, how could you not? I know. Well, do you want to do one more? We're almost at two hours. You know what? I really need to pee. I do too. So if we are going to do one, we should do it quick. Or we can save it for next time. Let's save it for next time. And we will also do the blind taste test next time. Sweet. We did not get to that. But let's close this bad boy out. I thought that was good. Good way to end it out. We we voted for mayor. And (laughs) (laughs) we're going to close it out like that. Sounds good. Besides one other thing. We got to close it with a positive or motivational message from the guest. Okay. As I always do. What do you got for us? All right. It's been a little bit since I've been on here. Um, a couple months, a couple months ago, I went through surgery and I went through COVID with my appendectomy. And yeah, we didn't even talk about that. I know that I've talked about this stuff, or I know that I've I've talked about this before on this segment, but it just became it like when I went through that stuff, it just reminded me about how important this is for me as a person. When I had that surgery and I had COVID and I had to do the recovery and I had to do all that stuff. I couldn't exercise. And I know I talk about this. I beat this drum every time that I go on here, but man, I got to tell you, considering the fact, like you think about who I was when I was in elementary or in a high school, when I was really, really small 
and I didn't exercise and stuff. And I, I just can't stop thinking about how much better I feel when I exercise. So even though I keep saying it every time I come on here, I mean it that much. My positive thing is get out and exercise. It's, it's good a for big your deal. It's good for your physical. It's good for me, your mental. Mm-hmm. So I agree with that. Makes I work, you feel good. Worked out today. Nice. So. I did yesterday. Right before I go to Nashville and get fucked up. Well, then you'll have to work out again. Yeah, I'll work out there. So, Thank you guys for com- for checking the show out, for watching all the way to the end, because you know it was a very encapsulating, entertaining episode. That's why you made it almost two full hours watching this episode. Yeah. Thank you for coming on the show. It's only a matter of time before you're back. Oh, yeah. So, till next time. Don't forget, life's a garden. Dig Dig it. it.